you can't give God anything and lose. Believe this. God has a bigger dream for you. If you will trust God enough, you will see the blessings of God upon your life materialize and it will overtake the blessing you ever dreamed for yourself. continue my teaching on the two dimensions of the blessing on Abraham. Now, I want to give you a brief recap of what we have taught so far. God began to speak to the man called Abraham. He picked him from his father's house from his country and he took him out from amongst his kindred to a land that he was going to reveal to him. And from Or, he had journeyed to Haran and from Haran, God took him to the land called Canaan. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, God, the Bible shows us how God had said to this man, Abraham. Abraham, now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of the country, and, out, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto the land that I will show thee, that I will reveal to you. Verse number 2. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Now, I'm going to skip some scriptures, but I will tell you the scriptures that I'm referring to. In God's dealing with this man, Abraham, it got to a point, Abraham trusted God. But he was not sure how the things God was talking about was going to happen. Because the situation on ground was very different from what God was talking about. God said, I'm going to bless you and make you great. And you will become a reference point in human history. This land where you are as a sojourner, a stranger. I'm going to take this land from the people and give it to you. This land is currently being occupied by several kingdoms. Several kingdoms. Tens or scores of kingdoms. And God was telling him, I will take it and give it to you. He's telling a man who had no child. Then it got to the point in Genesis chapter 15 that Abraham had to tell God, how shall this, this, I don't, you, 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 I understand and I appreciate all your blessings upon my life, but I don't have a child. All after all these things, 
It doesn't matter how much you give to me. I'm, I'm so blessed already. I've been so blessed that the town in which I live could not contain me and my nephew that I took along with me. We had to separate parts. That's how blessed I've been. My household has become so big that people get married and give birth to children. 300 have been born in this guy's house that have grown enough to be soldiers. 300. We, we didn't count the girls. We didn't count those that are still young. And we didn't count those that are giving birth to them. All in his household. If you have a household where there are 30 people in it, in this country, <laughs> that's a palace. Or maybe if you have an orphanage. Orphanages are not even common in Australia. Praise God. This man had over 300, possibly 500 born in his house. He said, but after all of this, I don't have a child of my own that will look after these things. And I will be gone like a man that was not blessed. And then God said, Abraham, your dream for your life is nothing compared to the dream that I have for you. Brothers and sisters, there is no dream that you have for your life now. No matter how big it is, that will be compared to God's dream for you. There are two clear reasons why this will be. Number one, the, your mind cannot be compared to God's mind. The extent to which your mind can imagine cannot be compared to the extent to which God's mind could imagine. The second reason is this. You can never love yourself as much as God loves you. And then above this, you can never do for yourself as much as God could do for you. So, if you have a dream for yourself, brothers and sisters, believe this. God has a bigger dream for you. If you will trust God enough, you will see the blessings of God upon your life materialize and it will overtake the blessing you ever dream for yourself. In Genesis chapter 15, God had to cut a covenant with this man, Abraham. And it was a blood covenant, which means I'm not going back on this. If I go back on what I have signed to do with you, my life goes for it. In the process of time, God actually gave this man a son. And he named the son Isaac. But before Isaac was born, there was another child born to him by a slave woman called Hagar. Hagar gave birth to a child called Ishmael. Some other time I could tell you the story behind how Ishmael was sent away from Abraham's home. It wasn't an easy thing for Abraham to do. But God said to Abraham, send Ishmael and the bond woman away. Don't worry about them. Because in Isaac shall thy seed be called. In other words, your future is in Isaac. Ishmael and the bond woman that gave birth to Ishmael were sent away 
from the home. And in those days, if you sent a child or mother or anyone away like that, you have actually sent the person out of your life forever. Are you with me? Reason being that you are not sure what will happen to that child five kilometers away. Because there was no such security like you have these days. He could either be killed by an animal or be killed by another human being. When Isaac grew up in the house and he became a big boy that could tell left from right, things were beginning to look good. Then God said to Abraham, Take Isaac, your son, your only son, whom you love, and sacrifice him to me on the mountain that I will show you some distance away. He traveled for three days until he got to this mountain. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. If God ever asks you for anything that you have in your possession, it's not because God does not have a better thing. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Don't ever withhold anything that God will ask of you. Because God would only ask of you Simply because he wants to give you something bigger than what you have. God asked Abraham for his son. His only son whom he loved. God described it that way. He said, Isaac, your son, your only son whom thou lovest. And I, 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 I really wish I had enough time to describe what happened to you, this whole story. Abraham journeyed for three days. When he got to a point after three days, God had shown him the mountain where he would sacrifice his only son. So he stopped at that point and asked his servants that have been traveling with him to wait there. And he said to them, I will go up on that mountain, my son and I, we will go up there and we will go and make a sacrifice unto God. And then he left with his son and journeyed a bit further into the mountains where he was going to make the sacrifice. He got on that mountain on his way. His son asked him, Father, we got the wood here. The firewood is here. The knife, everything is here. Possibly the rope to tie the animal when we're going to make the sacrifice is here. But where is the lamp that we're going to use for the sacrifice? He said, my son. He grabbed his hand. He said, my son, come up here. <laughs> he grabbed his hand. He was asking, he said, my son, you are asking for the lamp? God will provide the lamp. <laughs> are you following something? He had better hold this boy so this boy don't think otherwise and turn back. He said, my son, God will provide the lamp. Let's go up there. When we get there, you will discover who the lamp is. <laughs> Listen, the man of God, Pastor Chris, said something. He said, look at those God praised and learn certain things from them. I looked at Abraham, how convinced a man was to take his only son 
His own son whom he loved most. That was his only son that he had at age 100. And there was not much hope that another one would come. He took that son and journeyed for three days. He did not change his mind. And here he was for the third day. He told the other servants, you guys wait here. I'm going up because they, they can't see this. If they see it, they will stop me. <laughs> Are you following this? If they see me do this, they will stop me. He said, you guys stop here. I'm going up. I and this son will go up there to go do God a sacrifice. And I love what he said. After which we will come back again. Ah! There is something this man understood about God that is beyond the ordinary. He understood that you can't give God anything and lose. At my workplace so many years ago, my, my immediate boss said to me, he said, I don't understand how you give 10% of your income to the church. He said, something is wrong with you. I said, you will discover what is wrong by the time you realize that my life is better than yours. <laughs> he will discover what is wrong. And what is wrong is that he himself is blind. Are you following what I'm talking about? I am sowing to a bank where there is a return beyond what you could measure. You didn't get what I said. This man took his only son for three days non-stop. He didn't change his mind. The son he got at age 100. Three days he didn't change his mind. And he got to this point, if I let these other guys go with me, they will stop me. You need to come to a point in life where you have decided not one person can stop you from doing the life that God has given you to do. Then they continued on this further beyond the third day. When they got there, you can read the story. He put his own son on the altar that he has made for a sacrifice unto God. And as he picked the knife, he was making the sacrifice that God spoke out to him in heaven. Genesis chapter 22. God spoke out to him, Abraham, Abraham, don't put the hand to that lad. And then God said to him, now I know that thou trust me. Now I know that thou trust me. When I read that verse of scripture, I was like, wait a minute. He called this guy out of awe. He got to Haran. He, he didn't stop. His word came to him again in Haran chapter 12 verse 1. He says, get thee out of thy country, out of thy father's house, out of thy kindred, to the land that I will reveal unto you. He took him out of awe. He brought him here to Haran. From Haran, he picked him out again. He brought him to, 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 to Canaan land. And he was dwelling in tents. After all this journey and after all these years, he promised him a son. For 25 years, the son didn't show up. After 25 years, before the son showed up. Are you following what I'm talking about? And you, you still did not know that this man trusts you. He says, now I know that thou trust me. Brothers and sisters, I have seen a lot of people. He say, God would understand. Today is rainy. Can you see how full church is? Come on, talk to me. 
Some people woke up and looked through the window. It's raining. He said, God will understand. And went back to bed. Listen, brothers and sisters, God never wants to understand. He wants to know that you trust him. If you can't prove it, God does not know. He does not want to understand. He wants to know that you trust him. He says, now I know that thou trust me. Then he began to say, take us to Genesis chapter 22. Verse 17. If you can come in from verse 16. He says, and said, by myself I have sworn. Let's look from verse 15. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven and the second time. 16. And said, by myself I have sworn, said the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, Next verse. That in blessing, I will bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Next verse. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. Listen, brothers and sisters. He's not, talk, he's not saying these things to this guy for the first time. He said these things to him before. Are you with me? He said these things to him before. But this guy has gone beyond the ordinary to prove his trust in God. And God is now saying, verse 17, In, in blessing, I will bless thee. In multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the star of heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore and thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. What was God doing this time? Listen, a lot of Christians don't enjoy the full benefit of the blessing that is upon their life because they have remained on the peripherals. They have not demonstrated their confidence in the word of God. The word of God will not work until you prove it. For 10 years after I got born again, I was still very sickly. You may have heard that story. I was still very sickly, hospitalized every year. Until I heard the man of God, Reverend Tom, American, our regional pastor, he preached on divine health. I said, wow. I said, what he said he did to receive his divine health, I will do the same. If he put the word of God to work and is working for him, if I put the word of God to work, it will work for me. Now, this man took his son for three days nonstop. Now, the Bible shows to us that by faith, he sacrificed his son. By faith, he had actually given his son to God by faith. All those questions they were asking him, he wasn't hearing it anymore. Because in his heart, this son has been given to God. Are you following what I'm talking about? In his heart, this son has been given to God. So when they were asking him, where is the lamp? He said, God will provide himself a lamp. As far as he's concerned, this guy with me is already God's own. The reason some Christians have challenged with how to give God tight is because they see it as their own. By the time you come to understand that it's not yours, it's God. You won't struggle. <laughs> Are you with me? 
You won't struggle. <laughs> it becomes natural. Now, why would God ask this man for his son, his only son, and took him for a three days and a half journey? It's because God has already prepared to give this guy his own son, his only son, whom he loves, Jesus, to go and be sacrificed on the mountain for Abraham. And he made his own son not to walk on the earth for three days, but for 30 years. And his ministry was for three years until he was sacrificed. So whenever God is asking you for something, brothers and sisters, be wise. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, I'm not teaching tithes. I'm not teaching you tithe. But a Christian that does not pay tithe, he's cheating his life and destiny. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you understand whom God is, you will walk with him according to his word. That in blessing, I will bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven. And as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. I told you that this scripture contains insight into the two dimensions of the blessing on Abraham. I'll give you quick insight into how this will help you to understand the two dimensions of the blessing on Abraham. Now, he said, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And then there is a semicolon there. Which means what you're going to read afterwards will help you to understand what has been said before. Now, if we understand the beginning part, we may not need the second part. So I will explain the beginning part. I will multiply thy seed as the star of heaven and, I, and as the sand which is by the seashore. God already spoke to Abraham with those two terms, but in separate places. He spoke to Abraham with those two terms, but in separate places, which means he was saying different things about those two terms the star of heaven and i told you before the in the hebrew language in which it is written it's not stars as in plural it's star as in singular which means the body of stars so he was talking about a seed that shall be a kind of a people that will be beyond human understanding and I explained to you in previous teachings that that seed that he's talking about in Galatians chapter 3, 16 is Christ. And in verse 29, if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. If you are a Christian, then you are the seed of Abraham that God was talking about when he spoke to Abraham in Genesis chapter 22, verse 17. You are that seed that will be like the star of heaven. And you are the one who takes on that blessings that God was speaking when he was speaking on Abraham. Now, he said that they will also be, he said, and as the sand which is upon the seashore. Now, if we had enough time, I would take you through 
how these promises were being spoken on the biological descendants of Abraham. The, sec the first part was speaking to the spiritual descendants of Abraham. While the second part was speaking on the physical descendants of Abraham, the biological descendants of Abraham. Are you with me? Now, he goes on to say, and thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. He's explaining further what he, he has just said about his seed. He said, your seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. What was God saying? God was saying, the biological descendants of Abraham were going to dominate wherever they are. And the spiritual descendants of Abraham, they are also going to dominate wherever they are. Their dominance will not be ordinary, it will come from the realm of the spirit. Listen, brothers and sisters, as a Christian, you are not to become wealthy through sweat. Your wealth is not connected to your strength. It's connected to the blessing that you have inherited. You will prosper in a way that no human being can understand where your success is coming from. They look at you, they can't understand. That is the kind of blessing that you are carrying as a Christian.